Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Momentum. And we are 40.1-year Wall Street veterans who have taken on secret identities in order to provide a handful of stock ideas to you here on the show each week. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air. So we've disguised our voices and they'll never know. We've got four interesting sections this week. We just made this up a minute ago. We're going to talk about what's going on because uh, a few things are. Last week's stock, we made a big mistake we want to talk about. We've also got a little Wall Street news that Mo has uh, been uh, searching for. And then, as usual, walking through national economic trends and then the meat of the show, three Really pretty medium stock ideas directly from Wall Street. But before we get to that, a couple of important caveats. First, this shows for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, Mo and I are professional analysts and portfolio managers during the week. We do a lot of careful analysis, talk to management teams, do 10-year forecasts by segment and quarter and calculate the interest payments. We do absolutely none of that here on the show. And... Uh, Third, I think, I might be losing track. We do not have your interests in mind, our lawyers tell us to tell you. We just have our own greedy interests in mind. And fourth, and I'll just speak for myself, I've been heavily drinking. See all our caveats, disclosures, pictures our moms took at www.thevalueguys.com, where there are 310 shows, Mo, because this is the 311th show. How about that? Yeah. Um, so let me kick it off uh, with uh, just some comments about the stock market. This is a stock market show. If you've accidentally are looking for Cleveland, that's a different flight. This is stock market. Um, and the market's continuing to recover from the uh, COVID downturn, which was the quickest downturn in, in really on record. And there's some uh, work out there to show that. But year to date now, the S&P 500 is up 4.4%. This is Wednesday, uh, August uh, 12th. Uh, Russell 3000 up 4.1. Russell 2000 small stack, small stock still behind a little bit down 4.8. The 2000 value, which I like as a small cap guy, down 15. The gap between value and growth has really almost never been bigger. Uh, the 2000 growth is up 4.5 versus the 2000 value down 15. That's a big gap. And uh, that's all I have on that, Mo. That's what our stock market is doing year to date. How about that? Well, I've, I've got a quick question for you because, you know, I don't look at broad indexes. No, and I, why I, would I, you? I read the. Uh, so I read the same headlines that you read last week uh, that the uh, S&P is nearing its pre-pandemic highs, which is pretty remarkable given the damage to the economy is likely taking, but not so remarkable given what the Fed's doing. Yeah. But I went back and I just took to take a look and I, I realized the okay, so the S&P in the last 52 weeks is up 14%, but the OTC driven by tech yeah. is up 36%. Remarkable. So why, why tech? I mean, it's not just a Corona that they're insulated from Corona, but yeah. how long does this last and why tech? Well, first of all, let's be just honest with everyone. We have no idea. 
we're just, it's just after work. I guess what we're saying basically, and I did some work on this recently. First, the high multiple on the market is just directly related to the math of low interest rates and low inflation. So think about the 10-year government bond. You don't yep. think of that as a growth stock, do you? But it's 0.5 yield, which the inverse is 200. So and no one talks about it this way because it sounds weird, but the 10-year government tr- treasury, which uh, on a duration basis is sort of the the, the one that is closest to the duration of an equity, roughly speaking, perhaps. That's what I've used as a benchmark. It's 200 times. Uh, so clearly, and I've talked about this, in the present value formulas that all us great master's degrees in finance have, which I think you know may not be as valuable as they once were, um, the present value formula includes an interest rate that when it goes negative, all these models completely break down. So as you get towards zero, it goes asymptotic. So at 0.01, I mean, is is the is the is the multiple going to go to a thousand, five hundred? You know, as you keep going down in fifty or twenty-five basis point increments, uh, that's an increasing percentage. And so it it uh, that's one reason the market's high. And why tech? Yeah, well, I think it's just a market share game. So when you think about the S and P five hundred. It's a mix of all those businesses that provide stuff to consumers. Tech has been on a long up cycle. I mean, unless you count the wheel, you know, that was the tech of its day or the the water wheel or the, the wagon. So tech is, there's always tech and tech should always be growing because the fact that we don't have any wooden wheeled wagons around means that tech is always slowly replacing the next stuff. So telephones were tech, now they're not, et cetera. Um, but in the very short term, the things we define as tech are really communication, big communication businesses. And when we're all in our bunkers um, and can't see each other physically, you know, that's been a lifesaver for everyone. And their market shares are all rising as a percentage of the economy. I mean, that's what I think. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, market share needs not wants most. So and if the, um, Fed keeps, if the Fed keeps rates where they are, can can we just because well, I'm thinking about buying a, a, a new Bentley. And if it's uh, if you tell me that it's OK to do it, the market's going to keep doing this. I, I would wait percent a year. Here's what I would do. I would wait until interest rates go negative, then go down there and say, look, I want that car. And then they'll give you like 10 grand and then they'll pay you every month to own that car. It's negative rates. I like that. So you just have to wait a little while. We're getting there. Um, Okay. So that's what's going on. Then um, I thought it would be worth, we're getting a lot of mail. People write in. I'm Val at thevalueguys.com. Mo is, uh, I forget what... uh, Mo, Mo at the yeah, Mo at the value guys, and that's with an E, Mo. By the way, I checked your birth certificate, M O E, yeah. Um, and so we take mail. A lot of the mail is saying, "Hey, how come you guys don't talk about the stocks you you know you've talked about in the past?" And obviously, there's a really good reason for that, wouldn't you say, Mo? I think I mean, there is, and I think we've got a name that we want to. Well, sometimes they don't work out. They they sometimes do. We've actually got not a bad record. But last week we talked about three medium names. And I want to just mention we did say medium because the first one was Kodak. Uh, K 
K-O-D-K. And of course, it popped up on a, I did a momentum screen last week in honor of Mo's birthday, whenever it might be. And I don't know, I'm not revealing it. But I did a momentum screen and guess who was on it? Kodak, right? Because they were up so much. Well, Val, Val. Yeah. What happened now? We recommended the stock at 14. Yeah. It, went, it went to 33. I think we recommended it on the way down from 33. I, that's, I think. I'm not sure. Either way, you're right. Fake we news. recommended Fake it at 14. Fake news. We yeah. recommended it at 14. It went to 33. Yeah. And the, the minute you started getting a little nervous about it, investors picked up that scent instantly, and it's back at 10. Now, don't pull a Goldman Sachs on us. So, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm sure I recommended sell that at 33. No, so here's the thing. We we saw that loan. The stock went on this momentum. I went and looked at the numbers. It looks pretty good on cash flow. I think there's a bunch of patents in there. If you've just owned it for a week, it hasn't worked out. But Kodak, uh, that's a negative for the week anyway. You know, the other I'll, one. I'll throw in one more thing on Kodak, which is which is two kind of remarkable facts. The first is this is a company with 730 million market cap. And the government was going to give them seven hundred and sixty-five million loan. No wonder think, the stock popped. Yeah, I think that I think that ratio was a big factor. And the the thing that still has people scratching their heads. I mean, it was a real it was a real appeal to the nostalgia of bygone era when the when the White House said that Kodak was quote going to lead our efforts to bring pharmaceutical manufacturing back to the United States. This is a 700 million market cap company. The <laughs> drug companies pay more than that weekly to their <laughs> Yeah. Dividends. Someone didn't do all the math on that. Also, I'm not sure that uh, they were big in the pharmaceutical industry. Unless you call I mean they both start with P, photography, right. well, PH actually if I'm getting... What we really got wrong really was not so much the phone. We really didn't we didn't really grasp the implications of Massive stock grants to executives days prior to the loan. <laughs> there was some hair, it turned out, on that uh, name. There was loan. a little hair. But it is a 10. So, it's 10. Uh, Absolutely. Go back and retake a look at it with fresh eyes. And who knows? Maybe they still will get that loan. Well, I they might. Who knows? But I'm just going to say on the fundamentals that we looked at last week, you can dial it up, which excludes any benefits of the loan in terms right. of you know the cash flows and stuff. It didn't look too bad. The other one we talked about <clears throat> was uh, it was a momentum name, AstraZeneca. And I'm pleased to say, Mo, that we recommended that. Didn't recommend it. Asked people to just look at. We have no idea what we're talking about half the time, or I don't. 56. Now it's 55.7. You haven't missed that one. And uh, was there any news on it? I don't know. There's, That's, there's still time to back up. People the can do their own homework. Um, and then uh, let's see. I guess they're still in the running for the COVID. You know, who knows? We'll see what happens. And then the last one that we talked about last week that I didn't mention my favorite, but now that we know what happened to Kodak, I would now name this in, hind in back <laughs> hindsight. This would be now my favorite from last week. And I'll just say it probably would have been anyway, but I didn't mention it. Now, this one's run up too. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, this one's up 
I think today, holy cow, value guys. Look at that. What happened? Who One knows? Wow. Identify where some of these leaks. Uh, are. My goodness. They reported earnings up a lot. Um, revenues were not up, but EBITDA. And again, that's the school that teaches people how to do HVAC and autos. I'm not surprised they had a great quarter. I guess I'm a little surprised the market's surprised by it. Uh, but anyway, there's the three names. Not so bad. Not so bad. Um, and then um, we've got a couple quick items before we get to the meat, the meat with these stock ideas we come up with and all that. Um, the couple of uh, headlines I saw, Mo, um, I'm just looking at uh, Dow Jones. Well, first, there's still a lot of companies reporting. So that could, uh, but here's one. And I don't know if this means anything. Um, the, uh, the U.S. deficit totaled $2.8 between October through July. I'm not sure. Does that matter? Probably not. I don't know. $2.8 You know, it's, it's, it's just uh, roughly 15% uh, of, of GDP. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the deficit. What, what have you? Um, I think that the deficit, um, you know, countries have to react in times of emergency. And I do believe that spending this much money, if you think about this as a war, a war where the enemy was not that dangerous, it turns out. But still, we didn't know that. And so we've spent a lot of money to protect ourselves. It's 2.8 trillion. Um, that kind of is in line with the decline uh, in GDP. And I think, I think we'll work our way out of it, just as we have other wars. But um, that's a lot of money, Mo. Uh, if it's inflationary, which it yeah. probably will be, we're starting from a low level. I don't know. Um, and then any Wall Street uh, news on your end, Mo? I'm just looking here my headlines well there's value guys i i think we we're looking at some of the stats from the uh from the um the last couple of shows and we are approaching a million listeners uh that's amazing that's amazing i mean we um are. that's sort of like saying that the new addition that i'm building on the house is approaching the moon they're not all uh and they're not is. all living though i mean right. i don't know if we want them to draw that distinction but it is, uh, we are approaching it, however, slowly. Okay. But that's well, good news. And we report that out there somewhere. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the value guys got some news last week. That's pretty cool. Um, so I wanted to, to sort of jump in on something before we get to some of our meat. Yes. That is, a, that is sort of a looking back. You had said we wanted to go back and look at some of the names that we had done in the past. And I was looking at some of the... The lessons learned from our prior from our prior companies we looked at, and, and and here are some lessons learned, which is my pitch for our viewers to become momentum people. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, one of our first names was Amazon, and I looked at it like like with my value guys glasses on. I thought I was buying a company that sold you know, asparagus through Whole Foods and, and ear pods through Amazon. And it turns out that they're really a cloud computing company, which I know nothing about. And I would have normally just looked at the company through, you know, my, my value perspective and, and missed the fact that they make all their earnings from cloud computing. 
Then we looked at drugs and I realized I can't really calculate value in the drug companies. I can't pronounce the names of their executives, let alone their drugs. I don't know the legal things that they have to go through, the FDA approval process. Then I looked at the oil and gas group and I realized they didn't know anything about regulation. Multinationals, well, the problem with multinationals is they're multinational. Yeah, a lot of languages. A lot of languages, a lot of currency. And so accounting, traffic rules. I mean, who can keep track of all this? So one of the things you realize when you're when you're out, out in the cold as a retail investor and you're no longer on the, the you know the warm inside confines of Wall Street is that you need to have a lot of industry expertise and time in order to really evaluate a company from a from a value perspective. Whereas if you're the Mo guy and you don't have a lot of time, you look at the you look at the price chart and say, "Holy mackerel, uh-huh. this thing is taking off." What's the stock telling you? You you go into to street tips. You see the analysts are recommending it. You get a good technician who can again look at the the, the stock chart and tell you what's going on. You say to yourself, "Is it a good story?" And then you know. Back in the day, then whatevs, yeah. Go back for in it. the day, if you were rising tide lifts all lifts all boats, if it's in the sector that's doing really well, even if it isn't the premier player, those things are all those things are all approaches to looking at stocks that the guy on the street can do. But the guy, you know what, Mo? I I just figured it out. I've been yeah, a professional a long time. Now. That little that talk just now made it all click for me. It's all coming together. Um, so here's the difference. Mo and your team. Mo and Mo in the next show? No, well, here, no, no, no. You did not you did not pull me over quite yet. But here's oh. what I would here was I would say. Your team, you and your banker types, okay? Here's what would happen. It's like, hey Val, can you come look at this company? You know, we're gonna buy you a nice meal and we're gonna fly first class. You want to check it out? Yeah. I like learning. We get there and these guys are like, hey, isn't it cool? Isn't the CEO a cool guy? It's like, I don't know. Maybe. Is he making money for the shareholder? Yeah, what have you. So these bankers, they bring you in. And then later, there's a meeting. Hey, we want to go. Hey, do we want to bring this thing public? We're going to vote. So as you know, Mo, the banker team votes. The, the sales team votes. The syndicate team votes. I can tell you what all those votes are. I mean, there's no need to even figure it out. They're all yes, because they all get paid. And then within a short time after that, it might be a year or two, they go to different jobs. No one, they don't know what they're, they're gone. The analyst votes no. Why? It's overvalued. But that's the whole business. It's overvalued. Fees are higher. If you're really a strong analyst with big clout with institutions, you can hold the line. But that's rare. Most firms, you just get run over. Uh, now, I'll say that I took a lot of heat as an analyst on the sell side. But what happens then is the analyst has a longer term view. So I think everything you just said is absolutely true if you have a short view. The mo, the you know, the perception, the, the near term earnings and all the popularity. So what Warren Buffett said, or maybe Ben Graham, I think it was Ben Graham, not Warren Buffett. P.E. stocks are 
uh, you know, sort of a, a popularity machine. And you've said this, you've said yep. this, and yep. uh, and and earnings are of a weighing machine. And you know, you don't get elected to student council uh, by just telling how everyone how smart you are. But you might do a good job in office if you're smart, but you don't get elected. So it's uh, it's fascinating the the yin and yang, which. My new name instead of Val, I might I might change it to Yang. Mo, I don't know. You might. Can you be? Uh, yeah, that's and you know the the, the when you talk about the long term, you know what the Dr. Fauci said about the long term. We're dead. We're all dead. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so I think in death, that's definitely E. Yeah, that would be that. That's E, and then the PE is zero. Yes. And there you have it. Um, in the long term, we're all dead. Another reason. <laughs> that you should be a momentum player because unless you're a genius or unless you're, unless you're commanding you know, a, a, the hordes of analysts to do your work for you, these companies have gotten so complicated and they've gotten, they've got so many hidden subsidiaries and international subsidiaries. And there's so many legal issues that they have to face that sorting that out, unless you're an industry expert becomes very, very difficult. So that's why I picked my name because it's a today is a we'll talk about it later. It's a it's a good story stock. The uh, the price is going up. A lot of guys down here are getting rich on it, and that's all you need to know. You know what, Mo? Why don't we take a break right now? We'll come back. We'll do a Mo name and a Val name, and get down the road with the rest of the show. And we'll be back right after this. everybody we're back we're back from that uh that break i hope everyone enjoyed themselves during the break mode you do anything special or i don't know it was only 30 seconds i know i know <laughs> i took i took a little uh, i poured a little more uh of my adult beverage your your libation mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, we have three really terrific ideas this week uh or we're shooting for medium but i think they're better than that and uh, as usual, we've got a, a Mo name, we've got a Mal name. And uh, w- were you looking at some some stuff this week, uh, Mo? I think you sent me something here. Let me see. I was, I was. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go? The people come for these ideas. This is the meat of the show right now. And I can't tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mo back in the day, if he talked, people listened. So I'm gonna just be quiet now myself and just listen. So I'm out riding my bicycle last week and I meet a kid who's all of 26 years old and he's riding a $13,000 Italian bicycle, um, which I wasn't able to afford when I was at age. I was sleeping on Does he have a paper route? or the roommate. And so obviously the question is, uh, what do you do? Well, it turns out he's an engineer at Next Era, N-E-X-T, 
E-R-A, clever, right? Next era. And it's the local utility company down here in Florida, Palm Beach. They're actually, they're building new headquarters in, in the Jupiter, Florida, which is 10 miles north of Palm Beach. And I like, well, they pay you guys that much money. He's in the solar division. He's an engineer. And he said, no, I made it on my stock. I'm like, it's a utility, right? I don't know anything about utilities. I think utilities, like my grandmother has a utility. It's, you know, it's a hundred dollars a share forever and it pays a little dividend. Yeah, they don't <laughs> tend to go up. That's for sure. I pulled up this stock. Oh my God, this thing, this thing has been amazing. Yeah. And in part because they're big in alternative energy. So the same day that I meet this guy, BP makes this extraordinary announcement that they're going to, they're backing off of oil and gas. They're going to lower their exposure over the, I think they said the next 20 years, they're going to lower their exposure by 40% and they're going to go renewables. So that's what next, one of the things that Nextera does. So the first thing I do is the good solid Mo guys. I look at the stock and I think, Hmm, that looks pretty nice. And then I look at this guy's bicycle and I'm thinking, I want one of those. And I, I got and I got an idea as to how I can get one. All I got to do is buy the stock. So what little, <clears throat> what little work I did on it is throw a couple of statistics out. Florida, although our, our incoming uh, migration hopefully isn't going to be offset by people dying of the virus down here, is still... Population growth down here is still about 1.3% a year. That's like two times the national average. And if you're the local utility company, more people buy more energy, which drives your growth. It's a pretty mature industry. Um, the other thing which I didn't realize is these guys have had an increasing dividend for 26 years in a row. Wow. And if you compound their dividend growth over the last 10 years, it's been 10%. So, I mean, people love the stock. It's been bid up. There's no question about it. It's Their yield is only 2.3%, which is about half where the industry is. But I thought when I looked at this, you'd like it because they've got low debt. Mm -hmm. um, they've got a relatively low payout ratio, and they are going to spend between 12 and $14 billion between, between now and 2022 to fuel what they say is going to be six to 8% growth. And I know this kid is new in town. He's been brought in from one of their other subsidiaries to populate the new corporate headquarters down here. And he says they are going big, big guns in, in the renewable area. So it is a, uh, it's a nice story stock. The rising tide lifts all boats. They're sort of in the right section. You got the safety of the utility. And you got some characteristics of a growth company. Um, and so it kind of looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for all of you bicycle enthusiasts, if you want to be riding a $14,000 Italian bicycle sometime in the next year, take a look at this. Ticker symbol is NEE. <clears throat> Their regulated utility consensus rating is outperform, which is pretty decent. Um, and I haven't looked at where the stock is. It's probably about 275, 276 bucks or something. Most people are looking at, you know, a, a, a target price in the in the two nineties. So a little bit of upside, but a nice yield and something you may want to hold on to 
for the not so long term that you're dead, but the long enough term that you yeah. make some money. Well, I'll say, Mo, again, your picks, this is up 2% today. It's 284. And this will be a case where even if it hits its price target, you know, when stocks hit price targets, that doesn't always mean sell it immediately. Although if you're, you know, an active manager looking for total return, you would tend to do that. But these guys pay a yield. And so when it hits this price target, you're still getting that yield. Um, you know, and if, if you have a, a one to swap it into, go ahead. This is an example that we brought up earlier where the PE is, let's just round because of the math, 39, I'm going to say 40. It's like, wow, why would a utility sell at 40? It's not a growth stock. Um, you know, there was a solid ratio called PE to growth, the peg ratio. So this one wouldn't work out. Um, the PE is 40, the growth is two. So again, not a good peg stock, but in these present value formulas, safety and low return as a trade-off for safety looks just like growth in a present value formula. So for example, at 40 times PE, that's a two and a half percent earnings yield. And the PE ratio is net so you look at the 10-year bond, 0. 0.5, 200 multiple. Um, this is, you know, 40. So on that basis, Mo, again, putting that in perspective, this is a very safe situation. Um, this, um, this is probably an idea you want to get behind in terms of the market share that they have of uh, electric generating capacity. According to what I'm looking at, they have 51 gigawatts of generation capacity, which includes gas, nuclear, wind, and solar. And I think I'd want to say, you know, what is the total in America? And I, it's a lot. And what share do they have? Also, um, they're doing um, alternatives nationally, Mo, so that might be yeah. a bigger opportunity than just Florida. They're, they're, uh, they're unregulated subsidiary is allowed to kind of go anywhere. And yeah. you know, we get... 365 days, more or less, of sunshine in between the hurricanes down here, and so it's a great <laughs> place to be, you know, learning your 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 licks on on solar and then exporting that to other parts of the country. Yeah, cool company. All right, well, that's a good one. Um, I got a couple here, Mo. Um, you know, I was going to just take stocks out of the headlines and then comment on whether I thought they were a good value. But the fact is, is that they're not if they're in the headlines. So I tried that as an experiment. I'm saving the listener of having to even deal with it because everything in the headlines is overpriced at the moment. So I just went back to the drawing board. I did one of my screens. I have a lot of screens. The things about doing a screen is don't at all rely on it. Pretend a child did it, you know, and hands you their drawing. Hey, how does this look, uh, mister? You know, and it might be crap. It usually is. But sometimes there's a little genius kid that can bring you something that's more than a stick figure. And that's what all you're looking. That's what you're looking for in screens. You need like one new name a month. You run screens. So some are priced to sales. Some are priced to book. Some are 52 week low. Some are highest ROE. Mix it up. You don't want to get caught with a screen that uh, predicts losers. So uh, try different screens, do your own homework. This is a craft, not a rules-based approach. So this week's screen, again, you hear me talking about the 10-year bond getting 0.5. 
That's terrible. You can't even recommend that to your parents or anyone, even an enemy. That's too low. I mean, at that rate, you'd rather just keep it in your house so you don't have to take the you know gas money to go to the bank or whatever. So I did a screen on good balance sheets, large cap, and yield, stuff where you could say, hey, mom, I think this might be good, that kind of thing. And don't not just one, but a bunch of them. So um, I really crunched down here on the debt to capital. It's very low. I wanted a you know clean balance sheet. So debt to equity is below 50%, um, which is you know below 33% debt to capital, and um, you know big companies and greater than 3% yields. So what comes through this is you know 12 names. Exxon, Chevron, AbbVie, Franklin Resources, a bunch of energy guys, Raytheon, Paychex, TD Ameritrade, I think it's about to get bought. First American, it's, uh, yeah, I believe it's a money management primarily. Archer Daniels, commodities are up a lot, I don't know. Juniper Networks and Cisco Technology, I don't know, I don't know. So I picked two, Mo, that I, you know, I'd love to get your take on as well. But the first one is, um, and I have done absolutely no work, even less work than I claimed last week was my least amount of work. This is even less because I've done nothing. I'm just going to pull up these pages, Mo. But my first one is Franklin Resources, ticker B-E-N. Why did I choose it? Came through the screen. B-E-N because of Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. You know, if you like electricity, you got to take a look at this name. Absolutely. So they've got brand going for them. It's, you know, money management is increasingly kind of a commodity, of course, not kind of, it is. I'm in it, so I feel I could say that. Um, it's a lot about how good can you sell? What channels are you in? <clears throat> it's a little bit about whether your numbers are good, but people are doing asset allocation. They're buying by sectors and you know, uh, asset classes and such. Franklin has brand. I like that. And the industry is, you know, got too many players. It's going to low cost and brand. And I think they're involved. They've got a good brand. The valuations on these things right now are really uh, pretty low. Nine times free cash flow um, is their average over the last few years. Right now, there are 19 times, which again, we're talking about the yields, that's 5%. It's pretty good. Debt to capital, uh, 31%. Debt to EBITDA, 6 It's in super good shape. The market seems to think these money management firms are simply not coming back. So um, let me give you some of these, uh, these statistics. It's just, um, you know, in pretty good shape from a, a margin point of view. The risk of bankruptcy is is very low. The yield, which I talked about, 4.8%. So that's the single biggest reason to buy this, and it's safe. Um, so there you have it. The PE right now is 10 times. Earnings yields, basically 10. Price to book is one. And you just don't see that any, any you know, too often. Enterprise value to EBITDA, 4.8%. So I'll do the inverse. Let's round that to five, inverse 20% cash on cash return. If we all got together and bought the company, um, we would earn a 20% cash on cash return. The market cap on this is 11 billion. 
the enterprise value is 6.5. It's like, what? You don't usually see the enterprise value less than the market cap. That's net cash on the balance sheet. These guys have $3.5 billion on the balance sheet. Um, enough said. The theme here is that even though um, you know active management's a little bit under siege, I mean, the value guys are back. Because active management is about to gain share, it's gaining share right now post-COVID. These guys have a lot of salespeople. They have brand. I believe they can navigate their way into a passive world. They already have a bunch of that. Salespeople might have to take a pay cut, et cetera, et cetera. But I think at these returns, another way to think of a 20% compound return is if this just gives you that return for five years and then goes away you break even. So it's all upside from there. Now here's, here's a, just a quick observation. Yes, you know, I always, I, I go to my favorite website, which is tip ranks, T I P R A N K S. And everyone's see, using that. Yeah. That's without a, paying a premium price. You can see what three or four analysts are, are saying about the stock or at least what they're, what they're recommending it. And they don't like it. Right. No one likes it. They don't like it. Now, no, I know. Here's, a, here's a question for you. I don't know. So uh, K, KBW is an analyst named Robert Lee, and I know that Confederate statues are being renamed. But what happens if you have a name that, that kind of got some Confederate sort of lingering Confederate feeling to it? Do you How have about to Bobby Lee? Uh, maybe we need to rename him. But in any way. Bobby, yeah. Wells Fargo, Sell, Evercore. Is that a name that means anything to you? Yeah. Well, yeah. it means... Uh, that it's in the, it's on our industry. We're all under siege. So uh, Glenn Shore of Evercore, if that may, name means anything, has got a sell on it. Morgan Stanley has a sell on it. What's interesting is every one of these guys put the sell on that stock seven months ago. So that was either when they reported earnings or there was some event. Something happened seven months ago that Wells Fargo, Evercore, KBW, JP Morgan, and Morgan Stanley all stepped off of the uh, off the platform. But that's just another little check that I always look at. Of course, if you're a value guy, you're running into the burning building. If you're a Mo guy, you're running. Well, okay. So just on that point, Mo, all these big <laughs> shots – all the, that's true. All these big shots, just they downgraded the stock seven months ago. Okay, good for them. Seven months ago was in January. The stock was 25.6. Then we had uh, <clears throat> a pandemic, for God's sake. And now the stock's at 22. So I'm willing to say that the environment was way worse than those guys thought seven months ago. And the stock is down two bucks I'm going to call that not such a good call on their part. Now, on the other hand, I will say that, um, you know, these stocks are all cheap as hell. And all you can assume is that the intelligence of the market thinks our industry uh, and that, and meaning the revenue. So it's not so much that money management's going away. It's going to be big and computers might do more of it. People need investment advice more than ever before. It's just, it might, some of it's coming by from a computer. You talked about Robinhood a few weeks ago, Mo, and you made that interesting observation that, you know, this leading edge platform's biggest holding for its clients is Ford and, you know, uh, I think AT&T, et cetera. But, um, you know, our industry, uh, that's why I'm sort of recommending to take a look at it. At this valuation, even if the pundits are right, 
If you earn the 20% for six years, instead of five, you've made 20%. So that's what I like about it, Mo. I don't know. It, it, now, in full disclosure, over in my real life over here, I do own this some stocks in this industry, not this one, one or two. And they're very disappointing, very disappointing. So I totally get it. Do your own homework. This is a good test. It looks like a value, but is it? Who knows? What do you think, Mo? That's a hard one. It is a hard one. You're gonna have a you're gonna have happy. I got happier news for you on your next name. Okay, good. Well, the other name <clears throat> that I picked off the screen, again, about 12 or 13 names came through this nice screen. Good companies that could pay your mom a yield. Really, that's all it's about. Sometimes you don't want to get too into the weeds here. You just need these stocks to serve a purpose. And sometimes it's help mom. You know, that's what this week's picks are about for me. The other one that came through is uh, Raytheon. Um, and that is ticker RTX, Raytheon Technologies. Uh, these guys, it's a diversified aerospace and defense industrial company. I'm just reading this, Mo. I didn't do any work. Formed from the merger of United Technologies, which was a great company, by the way. Lots of divisions, all best in practice, best in class. And Raytheon, which, of course, defense, among other things. Um, commercial aerospace, defense, subprime, prime, Pratt & Whitney, Collins Aerospace are some brands, but I know there's a lot of other stuff in there because United Technologies, for example, I believe owned uh, Otis Elevator, among other things. Um, so what attracted to me to this? Well, the yield, obviously, first off. And then when you look at some of the statistics here for the safety side of it, um, these guys are in pretty good shape. Um, let me just pull this up here. I'm sorry, listeners. Let's just have to enter this here. Um, okay, so PE. Um, I'm sorry, we don't have it. Uh, don't have that. Enterprise value to EBITDA, 17. So again, that's just a little bit bigger than five. 5% cash on cash. That's pretty good. Um, market cap, 98 billion. Enterprise value is a little higher. So they're a little bit levered, but not too badly. Uh, in terms of the valuation, um, PE forward, okay, 22 times. Not great, but in this world, earnings yield, it's around 5%, a little less than that when the 10 year is at 0.5. Again, keep it in that perspective. That's pretty good. Um, and so I like that. And then from a longer term valuation basis, you know, it, uh, it's, you know, it's higher than normal. But again, when people say that to you, just say, Hey, interest rates are lower than normal. It's like offsetting. And, uh, the thing to look at is really the spread between the 10 year and the E over P ratio on these names. This says 13 trailing. So, 13 multiple, if I can do the math in my head, which is hard for me sometimes, 8% maybe earnings yield. Price to sales is 0.9. It's been a little bit higher and lower. So I don't think there's any valuation issue here. And the thing about Raytheon on the defense side anyway, is it seems we might be in a period where some of their 
uh, technologies, and I think they do a lot of cruise missiles and drones and things that aren't the big ships and planes. Um, I think those areas of the budget are going to be getting a little bit better, um, you know, a, a little more share of the budget. So um, that's high level, Mo. I don't know. What do you what do you think of that? Yes, and I got to tell you, go back to tip ranks. I just pulled it up and buy, 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 buy. What are they saying about it? Goldman Sachs has got a actually interesting. Goldman Sachs initiated coverage four months ago huh. with a buy. It's getting pretty close to their target price. Merrill Lynch has got a $95 target price on it. They keep reiterating that Barclays has got a buy on it. Uh, UBS has got a buy on it. Um, so the uh, so that's that's usually a pretty good sign. I like that. And uh, as a momentum guy, I'm still going to stick with something that's got a little more sizzle to it. But it, but at least you've got validation. But every single one across the board is uh, is saying buy. Well, there is a bit of momentum, I think, around the notion that we're going to need um, to pay attention to uh, defense. Um, you know, there is a, there are some, you know, not so great things here. Uh, their debt is going up. Undoubtedly, United Technologies evidently wasn't free. Um, and so, you know, that's happening. Um, and their margin has been drifting lower. I'm sure some of that is the mix of what they brought over with, uh, you know, uh, United Technologies. I don't think Otis margins and, uh, you know, Raytheon were in the same zone. So I would say there is a play here. And as a country continues to get older, you got a demographic play because more people that are older are going to need more elevators that, you know what, that's the perfect uh, theme for this more elevators, more Raytheon. And uh, mom understands that as well. So um, again, this one has a great yield. That's why it came on the screen and it's safe. The fact that they're a defense contractor probably means they aren't going out of business. It is a little bit overweight on the debt side, but again, these guys aren't going out of business because they are a debt con- a, a defense contractor. So um, that's all I had, Mo. Uh, those two names. Um, we had Raytheon and uh, it was... Uh, Raytheon and Ben. There we go. Yeah. Um, so of those two, you know, we used to do um, favorite of the week. And um, I'd like to get back to that. I think of the three stocks we had this week, Mo, and um, yours is certainly a candidate. That's a very interesting name. Just on the yield, it was kind of a yield theme this week. Um, but I'm going to pick uh, Raytheon. How about you? Well, I can't go back to uh, I can't go back to the old standby, which is Kodak. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Well, I'm gonna that's... I'm gonna stick with the uh, next era and see what happens. Okay, all right. Well, that's our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening in. Check all our shows at www.thevalueguys.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify. I think we might be at the post office. Uh, that's the paper version. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week, everybody. See you next week.